Hey, everybody. It's the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined, as always, by my beautiful and talented friend, Elisa Woods. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, <laughs> She's here. I'm here. This is episode 65, so we are officially senior citizens. So good. Can I we know. get the uh, blue plate? Is it the blue plate special? What is that? Yeah. What's on the blue plate? we're about to find out you know what i used to when i lived in chicago we used to go to this place out by the horse track that i worked at and it was called sushi station and each it was like a conveyor belt of sushi and each plate was a different color oh yeah and so like blue plates were two dollars yellow plates were three dollars and it like it would have a different number of sushi rolls or like different toppings and stuff like that so that's what i think of when i say blue plate special. there's your blue plate special. yes that's yours just a <laughs> conveyor belt of sushi going i think that's what we're gonna have for valentine's day is homemade sushi a conveyor belt of sushi yes a conveyor belt of sushi that sounds really romantic mm, yes <laughs> you know in 20 minutes we'll be hungry again i know if that it won't take place right <laughs> um speaking of valentine's day your husband is teaching tonight right yes so that's my uh, that's my connection to the ivy college of business at iowa state because your husband is a teacher at iowa state and look at that yes. amazing seamless connection And my husband is my valentine that's whether right. he likes that's it or right. not that's right he's stuck with you so shout out to our friends at the ivy college of business at iowa state for continually supporting and sponsoring the title nine podcast um do you want to give him a quick hootie who Thank you. We can't go without that. And also shout out to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company for uh, sponsoring the entitled Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We have been talking about how we are so excited to get over to LeClaire and enjoy our friend Ryan and all of his uh, colleagues at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And then as luck would have it, coronavirus hits the Copley household oh, and no. our plans were ruined absolutely ruined Ugh. so instead of enjoying cocktails and and whiskey and then going to a Mexican restaurant and ordering chimichangas I ate a bowl of vegetable soup and cried away my sorrows I did go to a Mexican restaurant and lost track of time and lost track of how many margaritas I had. So <laughs> shout out your sorrows instead yep. of crying. Them shout away. out to my friend Lauren for paying for all of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, we had different weekends then, didn't we, we? We had very different weekends. Well, I just want to give a shout out to um, Ryan Burchett over there because um, he was so kind and basically made sure we weren't out anything from our plans for, for us getting sick. So he's just a really good human. And we try to always highlight businesses that are, are small businesses and especially when they're good people. So if you're not already, make sure you go out and support Mississippi River, River Distilling Company because they really are just genuinely kind human beings. Over and there. we saw some pictures from out there and it was yeah, like, because dang. they had a, um, the antifreeze event. So they were all outside and they were ducked out in, in, you know, like the adult onesies and yeah. Can I tell you what I'm doing with my Cody road right now? Yes. Please. So I make my own vanilla and I did like yeah. a vodka vanilla, but I was like, why don't I do a bourbon vanilla? So I have a big, like, I have a quart 
of bourbon vanilla vanilla bourbon bourbon vanilla vanilla <laughs> can i have one? yeah okay and i just Thank keep you. refilling it and refilling it and stuff it's been it's probably been like three months so it's re- it's nice it's real good I'm going to have to steal some of that. Yeah, for sure. I'll bottle some up for you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's our little, I'm telling you, it's not just for drinking. It's for baking and making vanilla too. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're doing okay over here, but I was just really bummed that our plans got derailed. And speaking of, uh, Verona last episode, we jinxed the Iowa state women because we had mentioned how Iowa state has been so lucky and essentially unimpacted by COVID to date. And then Bam. Just like that. We find out the Jones sisters are out against Texas due to COVID. And that kind of set into motion. What was a really tough week for both men's and women's basketball. Um, Iowa state took a loss to Texas at home and then went on the road and lost to Baylor. And you know, it's fine. And I think we're going to talk about this probably with respect to the men specifically, but it's tough to go an entire season without a little bit of a skid. Um, even when you're a top 10, 15, 20, 25 team in the nation. But I think what made me so bummed about the way this, the women's week played out um, with the Jones sisters being out for COVID protocols is it was because it was because it was such a hugely anticipated matchup against Texas at home. Yeah. And they had been promoting it and trying to get people, you know, butts in the seats and, it was just a really unfortunate time for that to happen. Um, but I will say, and I know you share this with me, we, we kind of talked about it. I'm so proud of the team and the girls for stepping up the way they did. They came out with a loss, like I said, but you could just tell um, I was at the game. The fans really appreciated the way that those girls that were eligible to play played their heart out. And you could yeah. see the way that coach appreciated it too. And unfortunately, this is just the world we're in right now where things like this are happening. Um, so I just, I wanted to give them a special shout out for playing their hearts out despite the loss against yeah. Texas. Yeah. COVID has horrible timing. It, as, as we saw this weekend, yeah. running our girls weekend. Yeah. Game, it, Honestly, like there's never a good time to be sick. I think no. like, especially as parents, we know that Rosa has a yeah. knack for getting sick right before like her birthday Hol- or holidays. Or yeah. We're, like yeah. we're going to go to the wolves game this weekend because they're having like a princess night and yeah. stuff and i'm like afraid to tell her because i'm like sh- i know for certain no, she's have, gonna get sick absolutely and i've stopped i've done the same thing i don't tell my girls about plans anymore because i'm afraid they're going to get ruined yeah so you're right there's never a good time to get sick but there's times that are worse than others and it yes. just felt like that was a really unfortunate time that in the stretch of the the women's season yeah i suppose the silver lining is at least it's not during tournament time mm-hmm. um and the women had an opportunity without ashley jones to see a really physical texas team and i'm hopeful that they learned from that because they're going to see physical teams like that down the stretch yeah. uh, both in the big 12 tournament and the ncaa tournament so for sure. You know, that's, I guess, the silver lining. And then while the women skidded, the men did too. They went 0-2 um, with losses to Texas Tech and then a loss to TCU at home. Yeah. And people lost their minds about I that know. loss at home to Tech. And I get I it. Know. One, it's home. And we yeah. really, we take Hilton to be the sanctuary that it is. Yes, and we, we take it very seriously. And I get, and we should, we should. Yeah. But it's the same thing I said with the, the women. You it's really hard to go through a season, particularly with the the intensity of the big 12 um, with the men this year to yeah. 
you know, to, to go through a season without a little bit of a, a valley. And I, yeah. I'm, this isn't going to be the end of their valleys. That one just happened to come in, you know, back to back losses. Yeah. And they looked, they were bad losses. They didn't look good playing in those, but right. I just really wanted everybody to take a deep breath. And in typical Iowa state fandom fashion, I think we all lost our minds for a little bit. Yeah. Instead. Well, I think that like one of the things that's frustrating that we all understand is that like the men's team has this like lockdown defense Yes, and it's a, amazing defense and it's it's based on effort and like everyone appreciates that but like when you turn around and like the buckets aren't falling and it, yeah then what happens is that you start to just you start to look for the pass instead of right. the shot and i right. think that that's what happened is that they got i like i begged for the length of the time that the previous coach that shall go unnamed <laughs> was with us, that he would come up with a motion offense and like right. have some sort of a flow to the game. I begged right. for that. And then finally we get one and they're not looking for the shot. They're and just they're, looking for the next pass. And it's interesting too, um, because if you're watching on Twitter, people are like, is there, is our offense just passing the ball around the perimeter? Yeah. And to a certain extent, yes, because you're anticipating someone to, you know, make yes. the move or whatever. And yes. you're right. No one for a while, no one was doing that. Yeah. And then that's why we're settling for these, um, you know, frustrating jumpers. And yeah. I think I'm hopeful that that is kind of the the pattern that we start to see when they don't do that. We seem to be more successful when there is a little bit more, um, you know, um, people driving into the lane or Brockington um, maybe taking an extra dribble or things yeah. like that. I think that's, I'm hopeful that they've kind of figured that out. Yeah. I feel like we're successful when Brockington like whenever we have a stretch, we're like, we're not doing very well. And then we have a stretch where we do really well. And then like, Brockington is big 12 player of the week, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he, it's like, okay. Okay. We're playing bad. Okay. Now we're playing really well. Okay. Now, now Brockington is like being recognized. You know what I mean? So yeah. I like, I feel like he's is the chicken or the egg. <laughs> right, right. True. But I feel like he's, he needs to, he needs to do that. I do think it also is interesting the way that they're switching up the post play too. Yeah. I think that our post play is really weak, which is not a big surprise. No. Um, but there's a lot of effort there, which is really nice, but that's the problem with the ocean motion offense, ocean motion with the motion offense is that it, you're passing around the outside. You're waiting for these something posts yes. to streak. You're waiting right. for, you know, maybe they're X, you know, maybe they're streaking up to the top and somebody's doing a back door or something like something needs to be happening other than just like perimeter passing perimeter passing. Yes. yes totally agree. Yeah. The, the good news is, um, that road this past week after they went Owen to the week before they have that huge gutsy win on the road against Oklahoma yeah. state. And I just, you know, that was, that was an ugly game. Um, it was so fun to watch except for the fact that it was horrible to watch because it was Iowa state. Yes. But I, I think, think you that, tweeted that, didn't I you? Did, yes. Oh my gosh. That was such a good um, tweet. But I think that I, that's going to be one of those games that we look back on. I think, and think, Oh, that might've been a turning point just because I, you know, um, they gutted it out. Yeah. They straight up gutted that out. And then to have a, a win against Mizzou, that was a fairly, 
you know, easy, just take a deep breath type of win. I think that was the perfect way to rebound from the week before. Yeah. There was a lot of like, a lot of like, Oh, Iowa state's showing their true colors for people who aren't really Iowa state fans and don't really understand and haven't really followed like this this season and are just looking at this season. Yeah. Right. Are just looking at the box scores and stuff like that. Like, well, there they are showing their true. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand what our true colors are. Like, and I also, you know, I, I tweeted something when they went on to the week before about how, you know, keep your expectations in check. And people kind of came at me like, well, they've, they've proven that they are better than what we expected at the beginning of the season. And I agree. That's not really what I meant. I guess yeah. I meant more of this team is going, they are not a talented offensive team. There's going to be stretches where they just don't put things together um, offensively. And it's, so keep that in mind. The defense will take them great lengths. I think we've seen that, but it's going to, we're going to need the extra piece of someone stepping up offensively if we're going to win games. I think that if you think about the season and the big 12 being a grind, you do not expect the defense to get any better during the season guys are going to get tired like def- so that's a yeah, great point. defense is going to drop off but offense has the opportunity to improve and this is across yep. the entire conference i'm not right. just talking about iowa state's defense is going to is going to waver everyone's defense is going to waver towards the end of the and end of the i almost said semester at the end of the <laughs> season um which i think favors iowa state like yeah. i think that the fact that our defense is elite and I truly do believe that our defense is elite I think that that favors us because I think that our offense can improve as we play more together especially being a team that hasn't played together until the start of the season like we're our offense is tremendous for a team of a bunch of guys who have never played before and for us to only have more and more and more time together I feel like I feel like that there's an opportunity and I I could be completely wrong and I could know nothing about sports which I'm sure someone is screaming at me telling me right now that I know (laughs) nothing about sports um but I think that I think that that favors us come March come February. I hope so. You know what I mean? And it's, I, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's fun to watch, um, you know, like that pass that Caleb grill had over his head the other day. It's just fun to watch them <laughs> mesh and gel like that because yeah. that, you're right. That comes from playing together and getting used to each other's tendencies and things like that. So yeah, I hope we see more gelling like yeah. that. And that kind of stuff is learned because they are selfless, which is something else that we've talked about. Like if you are a selfless player, then you learn where the other players are going to be quicker. I don't know. I just love this team. I do too. I'm I'm excited about them. I am too. And, um, you know, I think that it, it's funny. I think I would have loved them. Um, had they not had the success they had, if they just continued to show a, you know, a different effort than what we've seen in the years prior. But now I'm like, really invested and just because they do they do play so hard but they're obviously there's something there that we didn't expect at the beginning of the year and i'm not exactly sure if it's um just the trying to prove everyone wrong mentality or if there's something specific that tj got them to buy into but it's just like it's more than just rooting for them playing hard it's rooting i don't know it's deeper than that so i just I, I would love like, to see them make a little run somehow. Yeah. I feel like senior night at Hilton is going to be special. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that it's going to be more special than it's been the last couple of years. Yeah, I think so too. 
it's just a different, uh, I don't know. It's a different atmosphere, um, where they carry themselves differently than, than we saw under Mm -hmm. from. And I don't even necessarily mean that as a criticism. It's just, this definitely suits the Iowa state way and the Iowa state, uh, Iowa state fan base much better. Definitely. And it's, it's funny because we talk about this a lot with, um, coach Finley squad, you know, they have a very specific way of carrying themselves during the, the game. You don't see them complaining about calls. You don't see them, you know, mocking the official or laughing off a call or things like that. It's a very, um, gosh, I don't want to say unemotional because I think they, I think they play emotionally, but it's, um, it's tempered and it, and it's intentionally tempered and, um, but it's intense at the same time. And I think there's some definite comparisons there with the way TJ coaches and the way that those guys, um, kind of feed off of him as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Agreed. To see. Agreed. Um, the women this last week had a really nice week as well. They, um, rolled against Kansas at home and then rolled against Texas tech on the road. And they kind of got back, seemed like they got back in their groove, um, both as a team and from the three point line, which is good to see. That's mm-hmm. kind of one of those necessary ingredients of Iowa state going to be long-term have long-term success. Yes. The problem is, which we've continually talked about, is that the big 12 is a gauntlet for the men. They play Kansas this week and Texas this week. And hopefully this is kind of their last really, really difficult stretch, but I don't know. Kansas came is coming off of a loss this weekend. They're going to come into Hilton fired up, but I know Hilton's going to be fired up. So I'm actually really excited to watch that game Tuesday night. Yeah. And then the women um, play a big game against Kansas state at home on Wednesday. And we, I don't know if we talked about this, but Aoka Lee had, who went off against Iowa state had 61 points against Oklahoma. So she's yeah. going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I'll be curious to see if our strategy changes from last game. We, I don't know if this was true. I didn't talk to anybody on the coaching staff, but it seemed to me like we kind of let her go to a certain extent. Yeah, make everybody um, else beat us. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious if we change that strategy, knowing that she's capable of scoring <laughs> enough points single-handedly to right. beat us. Holy so we'll cow. see, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough week for both, both squads, but hopefully we, we can come out. Yeah. Um, Is Kansas state first in the big 12 in women? I think so. I think they are. Mm, I, that's a good question. I looked it up the other day and it was not who I thought that it was going to be, but I think that they are, and I think like Oklahoma State might be last. No, it's my way off. Yeah, you're way off. Yes. Um, <laughs> maybe see, way this off. is what I maybe this is what I thought is that I came into it thinking that, and I was like, no, that's way off. That can't be right. So it's us and um, Oklahoma, okay. followed by Baylor, and then Kansas State. So yeah, yeah. But um, to your point, Kansas State is not just some, um, you know, pass over opponent. So, right. yeah, it's I this time of year is so much fun. There's something on every night, it seems like, and there's always a game to look forward to. So I'm just trying what to. What is Oklahoma State last? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, You just have to show that you're right about something, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah do. you're right about that. You're right. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's LFG. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right. Should we take a, um, 
No, yeah, she's she's not topless. She cut her shirt on. Just hulked it, but I'm wearing three shirts underneath because <laughs> it's cold as hell. You hulked the first one off, but we uh, can't see it. I actually have a shirt. My shirt is the one that you got me that says "Strong as a Mother." That's a good I shirt. Hope I have a shirt on underneath. Yes, I do. <laughs> Alisa just flashed me, everyone. <laughs> I flashed you with my blue t-shirt. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and then when we uh, come back, I have a couple of rants and shoutouts, and then Alisa apparently has an activity for us that she's not prepped me on at all. So hold on to your butts. Culture next. All right, let's take a quick break. We are brought to you by Authentic Brand. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic, feel authentic, be authentic. All right, we're back. I have to rant about something. Rant? Oh, I mean... Is it a pod without you ranting? I don't think it is. Rant so away, my dear. I must rant away for this to count. Please um, do. I just, this is something that's just really eating me. And I know it's bothering a lot of our fan base, but the way that the Big 12 has scheduled so many overlapping games between men's and women's basketball is just really infuriating. And I don't know how other fan bases feel about it. And I'm sure we are particularly frustrated because we have two super talented squads this year. But when you have two top 25 teams in your men's and women's basketball program, it's really frustrating to have to flip back and forth um, on an app to watch both of them. And it's particularly frustrating on a Saturday when you could spread that stuff out. I understand if, if you can't, deal with, um, different nights of the week and you're both stuck on Wednesday, but this whole staggering them by a half hour or even starting them at the same exact time has to stop. There is no reason for that. And I am waiting for someone to explain why. And then when they explain why I will tear them apart because it's just asinine. It's malarkey. It's just, <laughs> it let just me seems- get out my thesaurus. Real yes. Quick. Let me give you all of my old time <laughs> swear words. I just, I keep saying this, but you know, we always hear we're trying to help grow the game. Well, if we're trying to grow the game, then make it, don't have it overlap with men's basketball because fan bases other than Iowa state where women's basketball isn't so popular are, I mean, more likely than not going to flip on the men's game. And it's going to hurt the men's game too. Well, you're right. You're absolutely, that's a, that's an absolutely good point. But we're lucky we have loyal fan bases who find ways to watch both at the same time. I mean, I've we've done two TVs here where I've got up my computer and things like that, but not everybody's going to go through that trouble. And I just, yeah. it seems so silly and it seems like such an easy task to solve. And guys, if you can't, and I don't mean guys, mean men, I mean big 12 guys. If you can't figure it out, call one of us up. We can surely put together a spreadsheet for you. And yes. And when you like to listen to the radio, it's hard to listen yeah. to both. Yeah. Also that, I mean, that's nearly impossible, impossible. Yeah. Just hard. Yeah. And then the other thing, speaking of, um, broadcasts is ESPN remote broadcast. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. We're all fed up with it, but first of all, on Saturday, when you have a remote broadcast, we don't get to hear the crowd at Hilton. And that is such an intense and amazing part of the experience of watching a game and not just at Hilton anywhere where the crowd is a huge factor of a game it takes away significantly from the experience. Yeah. 
And then how many times on Saturday did the, um, commentators say, well, we're not in the building, so we don't know what's happening. Yeah. It just, it's a joke. And yeah. I'm not asked, I don't need you to send Fran Frischilla to every game. I'm simply asking for do the home, um, the home crew. Right. So for example, when, when play, when Kansas comes to Iowa state on Tuesday, if it's not, if it's on ESPN plus or whatever network they have it on, instead of sending a remote broadcast, just have those guys do it. And then when yeah. we go down to Lawrence, have their guys do it. I don't yeah. care if it's a, a Homerish broadcast. Yeah. I just want someone in the, you know, in the facility and I want the audio mix to be right. And I want things that really shouldn't be too much to ask for a multi-billion dollar company in 2021. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's, I mean, that's a, another reason why you should listen to the radio broadcast, yeah. which, which isn't always possible. You know what I mean? Well, like and I don't and have I, a radio. And I have synced up the varsity app to the broadcast that ESPN broadcast before, but it does take it's, a little bit of work. Yeah. It's to get not it right. simple. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I'm so fed up with ESPN for so many reasons over the last year, obviously, but this just seems like a really cheap way out. Oh yeah. It's really cheapening the the product. Yeah. Agreed. They found a cheap way to do it and they're like, no one will notice. And I get it during COVID. I mean, I'm not suggesting COVID isn't still happening. Hello. I have it, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, want one, but I, I mean, during COVID, when COVID was rampant, when vaccines weren't available, when, when that whole thing was going on last year, I understood it. It was a necessary way and it was a necessary evolution to make things work. Yeah. But we're not there anymore. You have fans in the stands without masks. Surely you can send two people there. And especially if it's the home crew. Right. So there's my rant. Do you have any rants? No, I don't. I don't have any rants. We talked about a couple, um, like high schoolers that we were going to. Yeah. Yeah. We're chat about. Shout out. Um, quick, before we get to the high schoolers, a couple, I would say shout outs, um, cross country shout outs, Kaylee Lowe. Yes. Um, she won the, uh, I think there was the 3000 meter run. Um, she ran with the PR of shoot. I lost the time nine minutes uh, and change, which was the number two time in Iowa state history. Wow. And, it takes uh, me nine minutes to run out to my mailbox. <laughs> Speaking of, you still haven't done that mile. <laughs> Oh yeah. I, and don't act like you just remembered that when I texted you, text, you about that yesterday, she, she sent me a text yesterday that reminded me that she still owes me. It's a- true. I've been so, I've been just full transparency. I've been so damn lazy lately. Okay. When it's so like lazy, this, though, like it takes a lot of effort to get out of bed. So. And all I've been eating is bread. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've eaten a lot of just bread. bread. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I think we've talked about this before, but Hy-Vee makes a salted rye, um, a New York salted rye. That's delicious that we're kind of addicted to in this house. So I buy all of my bread from a local sourdough baker. So, okay, well that's better of you. It's probably better. <laughs> anyway. She's one of my best friends. So I kind of have to, um, <laughs> no, not all, my, not all my bread. I do make the other half of it. So, and we buy, we buy sliced bread for the kids too you know honey wheat whatever yeah so we do buy bread i'm not gonna act like i don't buy bread um but yeah i mean biscuits i made a whole king cake i'm the only one that's eaten any of it was it good it was really good the first day but then after (laughs) that and 
like too much bread just gives me heartburn. Oh, real bad yeah. heartburn. Wouldn't so, be a podcast unless we talk about our heartburn. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You know who isn't lazy, Lisa? Who? Thomas Pollard, who ran <laughs> <laughs> ran his three k oh in under gosh. eight minutes. Wow! And it, uh, that was that was another. PR, which is now the number six best time in Iowa State history. So it was a good wow. weekend for the cross countryers. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Okay. So now to our high schoolers. Yes. There's an eighth grader. She's not even a high schooler. An eighth grader from Johnston. Her name's Jenica Lewis. Uh, she played, she's a basketball player. I, this was in a story by Alyssa Hertel from the register over the last week, but I've actually heard about her prior to the story. Um, didn't know her name. I just kind of heard the lore about her, but she has 18 D one offers as an eighth grader. That's crazy. Where, so wait, where does she go? Johnston. I Johnston. think. Okay. Yeah. Um, to, her brother goes to Johnston. He plays at, and she's an eighth grade. I guess I assume she was in the same school district. So, yeah. okay. Um, to give you perspective, Paige Becker's only had three D one offers in eighth grade. Oh, wow. In eighth grade. Jesus. In eighth grade. In eighth grade. <laughs> she probably had like 95, but right. she graduated. But um, Iowa State was her first, uh, was Jenica's first offer. Wow. And then Iowa followed pretty much immediately after. And then yeah. rolled in after that. So she's wow. going to be really fun to kind of keep track over of over the next few years. Yeah. It'd be yeah. fun. Maybe we should get her on. I thought Can about we? that. Are we allowed yeah. to do that? I think so. I mean, she's, right. we're not, well, that's a good, I mean, we're, we're not, not affiliated. affiliated. Yeah. It's and just really, lowly little us. Well, and truly it, it would just be interesting to hear her perspective as a, you know, 13 yeah. or 14 year old with this much, I don't know. Can you imagine having that much interest in you as a 13 or 14 year old? Stressful. Yeah. Speaking of a 13 or 14 yes. year old. Yes. Um, so the, it came out. So Hoover has decided to like, put their football team on pause for a while. And the, the people who want to play football are going to probably like go to other schools um, and get to play there because they just didn't have enough people to play. And I am being very careful to say people instead of guys, because yeah. they were saying, you know, it's, it's a safety issue. We just don't have enough people to field a football team like safely, you know, and people kind of grumbled Oh, back in my day. And so the Hoover coach, former Hoover coach, who's now the East football coach um, said, here's the deal. Like, I didn't tell anybody this, but we had a, a freshman and he said a true freshman. So 13 or 14 year old girl playing center for our football team against the reigning state champions. Like just pause and right. think about that. Everybody. Right. And he wasn't saying because she's, she's so big and so strong and so good. No, 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 no. She's just a typical 14 year old girl. And it's a matter of putting people in spot. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so there, I don't know. I had kind of mixed feelings when I heard that because I was like, he's saying it was such like not disdain, but such like embarrassment. And like, can you even believe it? But then I was like, if I, I was not a small 14 year old, I'm not a small human. I, I don't think I was small coming out of the womb. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never been a small individual. I wear size 12 shoes. Like I've always just been a large individual and you have a large personality, like I everything do. just yes. like fitting you. Yeah. Big old butt, 
everything. <laughs> my head's huge. Like my nose. I've always noticed the size of your head. It's just <laughs> enormous. Huge hats don't fit me. Um, but, um, and I would not have been able to do that at 14 years old, play against 18 year old men. Like there's, we're not talking about equal rights here. We're talking about no. a physiological difference between the body of a 14 year old girl and the body of an 18 year old man. Like there's a reason why there's laws against them, like getting together. You know what I mean? Like, because they are physiologically different. And we're, and on top of that, we're not talking about basketball, you know, we're talking about football here where you are matched up quite literally across from a, um, an 18 year old boy or man, I guess at that point. So it's not like you can, uh, you know, evade that with speed or skill. Your goal is to try to bowl that person over. And you're the center, the first person to get bowled over before they get to the quarterback. Right. And I, I told Elisa when we, we we were texting about this and I was trying to do some comparisons in my head. And I was thinking when I was that old for an Iowa state tie, um, Adam Aleska was a senior and you know, like, I just think about, he was literally, he's, he was not like a, you know, a huge linebacker or anything, but he was a big athletic guy. Like I felt like walking up to him, I would like look up to him and be like, Hello, Mr. (laughs) Holaska, you know, like I know I'm just terrifying to me because I felt like he was twice my size and thinking about being matched up against someone like that. It's just, it's wild. And that's not to say there's not a 14 year old girl who couldn't do it. I mean, that's not what we're saying here. We're just saying, generally speaking, like you said, there is a physical and a mental difference between that. And I, I mean, that's wild. We're not, we're not going to say like, she went out for the sport. No one forced her to go out for the sport yeah. and she agreed to pay the, play that position. And for that girl to do that, she has guts and oh, she has sure. like way more will, guts than me, way more guts than a lot of the dudes at Hoover who don't want to go out and play football. Yeah. Yep. Straight up. And, and this so is, to her, I respect those, her. And it's one of those sensitive topics where it's just important because I know someone will, you know, like you're supposed to be a proponent of women. No, we are. We're not saying she should be prohibited from doing this. We're just saying that we're thankful. Someone stood up and said, Hey, you might want to take a look at this. Um, and maybe we don't have the appropriate personnel for this program. And maybe if someone wants to continue playing, they should go play where we're not throwing people in positions that they're not ready for. Right. So I think that's right. an important difference. No, for sure. Yeah. I think that she should have the opportunity, but I think that she, she should also be qualified. And I don't yes. think, I don't think a 14 year old boy <laughs> is qualified to play right. center again on yeah. varsity on varsity yeah. against yeah. the state tournament state champions. I just, yeah. I don't think a 14 year old boy is. I mean, you have to be a special 14 year old yes. <laughs> to be that big. Well, yeah. just think about some of the Iowa state athletes that we've seen, um, bulk up from freshman year of college to yeah. senior. And so think of the change between 14 and 18 too. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a hearing that, um, when you told me that I, I, my jaw was on the ground. Yeah. So that was that's wild. good for them for, um, allowing those kids to go elsewhere to play and not just completely cutting it off. Yeah. You know? It's too bad, but yeah. And I honestly, like, I hope this girl has the opportunity to play somewhere else. I yeah, hope that I like, 
it's not like, I, I don't know. I hope that she loves it. She gets to play somewhere else and they grow her and she gets stronger and maybe she plays center somewhere else as a senior and really thrives. I would love to see that. I would love to see that too. All right. You have any more shout outs or do you want to do the damn game of yours? Damn game. Come on, girl. Okay. Exciting activity. Exciting activity. So we know that the Super Bowl is coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the most interesting parts of the Super Bowl are the prop bets. So I yeah. wanted to ask you what you thought of a few of the prop bets and okay. get your wager on a few of these and we'll see how you do. Oh, this is fun. I like this. Activity. Okay. So started off the coin toss heads or tails tails never fails tails all right how many songs will play during the halftime the over under is eight so more or less than eight okay so remind me it's snoop and mary j blige eminem snoop kendrick lamar dr J. full songs or partial songs <laughs> At least half the song. her eyes at me, you guys. <laughs> at least half the song. You're talking to a lawyer here. Uh, over. Over. Okay. Um, will a kickoff be returned for a touchdown? No. 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 Okay. Will there be a streaker or a person <laughs> run out on the field? No. No, sounds boring. Um, boring. Who will the MVP mention first in his thank you speech? Oh, could be the coach, could be his teammates, could be God, could be his mom. I'm thinking through who the MVP could be. Joe Burrow, um, teammates. Teammates? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what he be... said. That was like the first yeah. thing he said in his interview last night, yesterday. I think, I think OBJ is going to thank himself. <laughs> I'd like <laughs> to thank OBJ. Himself? Like pull a Snoop Dogg. Okay. Um, will there be a safety? Safety is my favorite call in all of football, but no. No, snooze. Will there be a two-point conversion? Yes. Okay, I thought so too. Okay, who will we see first? Once the national anthem anthem has been sung, who will we see first on our TVs at some point during the game, commercials, whatever, Peyton or Eli? Oh, that commercial with Peyton and Eli, I'm thinking who showed first because that'll come on at some point. Um, Peyton. Are these actual prop bets, by the way? No, I made up half oh. of them. <laughs> Some of them are real, but some of them are half. Okay. Who, who will perform first at the halftime show? So we have Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, and Dr. Dre. Snoop. I think it's going to be Mary J. Blige, but ladies first. That's true. Um, what is the color of the Gatorade bath that will go on the winning coach? Yellow. Yellow? I always think orange. Okay, last one. Will anyone be ejected from the game for targeting? No. All right. Those are all of the questions. I've saved them. Good. And I will actually have to watch the game and find out the answers. That was good. I liked that actually. Good. 
I encourage everyone else to write down what play, they think of. Yeah, play, play along. along with us. Yeah. And then tell us how many you get right. Yeah. And then shout us out when thing when these things happen so I don't miss them. <laughs> because Elisa's really lazy. She's yeah. keeping lazy. Please just tell um, me the answers. What do you think about the Super Bowl matchup? Are you excited? It's boring as heck. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, I think of it as a small business owner who is hoping to sell a lot of, like, red and yellow (laughs) desserts. And I got screwed over. No one wants any Super Bowl desserts. Um, But I don't know. I I think it's cool. I like Joe Burrow. Um, I do, too. His dad, I think, coached at Ames High. His brother played at Ames High when I was at Ames High. So it's wild. I saw a picture and it made me feel real old of his brother, Dan, Dan Burrow, Danny, Daniel. Couldn't tell. Um, Older brother Burrow. Older brother Burrow. I saw a picture of him in like his Jersey and his dad. And then like Joe Burrow was like six. And I was like, son of a, I know, I know it is really, jarring to think about how young these quarterbacks are and yeah. like the pressure that's on them. I mean, yeah. and he was just Mr. Cool during all of that. I know. And, uh Corey has really, really befriended um the Chiefs this year. And yeah. she did last year too, but this one was different. And um I was, you know, it's you don't want your team to lose, but obviously Joe Burrow, I feel like is a, it's an exciting yeah. player to go to the Super Bowl, but yeah. she doesn't understand that yet. And so that was a, that was yeah. the first time I watched her experience heartbreak from sports. Yeah. And that was, that was hard to watch as a parent. So, Aww. yeah, I think, I just think that there are a lot of place players that I'm excited to watch. Like I'm excited to watch Joe Burrow. I'm excited to write, watch Matthew Stafford. Like yeah. they keep saying he said he wanted to play in big games and stuff like that. And I had written him off, honestly. Yeah. Like I thought like he's not as good as he, as everyone thought that he was going to be like, whatever. And then he switches teams and he's good. You know what I yeah. mean? And so I'm excited to watch him. I, I really like Aaron Donald. I like, I like to watch him. I'm excited to see what OBJ does. Like there's just a lot of players on both of these teams, Joe Burrow. Like I'm just, I'm excited to watch a lot of these players. So who do you, who is the villain of the Super Bowl? Oh, is there one? Man. I don't know. I don't know either. I thought about that last night because usually even, you know, like last year, it wasn't necessarily a villain, but you're like, Tom versus Patrick yeah. and Tom's been around. It's like old versus new, you know, and yeah. now it's just like two really likable. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's kind of interesting. And I feel like OBJ could have been that guy. And then he, who was that, that he was comforting like Last Tebow. Night, yeah. yep. and just like the way that he was com- comforting him. I was just like, Oh, I can't hate you. I know. I know. I felt the same way. <sighs> yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. Um, I was really pulling for the chiefs for Corey's sake, but, yeah. um, it'll be good. Did she and, cry? You know, okay. I, um, if you're listening, Corey, turn it off right now. Cause I'm going to tell a story Sorry. about you. So she, after it ha- happened, she's like, she just kind of sat there and thought she was fine. And then like a couple of minutes later, she's around the side and kind of like the back of the couch, just like on her knees crying oh. and like put in a little ball. And I was just like, wow. I mean, I did not, 
she's not outwardly passionate like me where she gets mad about sports. Like she gets really, really into sports and really excited about them. But the, like the anger doesn't quite show itself like, like it does with me. So I just didn't expect that. So that was, yeah. So she, um, she took a hard. Yeah. There were tears. I hope you scooped her up and I did. Yeah. Gave her some snugs. Yeah. And, uh, but it is cool to see your daughter, care about sports that much at the same time and she said something to me um i'm not sure if ben even heard her say it but she said something to me like i told her it's it's great that you love sports and she said it's not right now because it hurts so bad and i was just like i know but the flip side is that means you really care about it but that's just a hard thing to explain to a little kid yeah yeah so yeah there we go it was bound to happen if you're not you're gonna get your heart broken too i know yeah yeah but we'll watch super bowl and maybe i'll get her invested in some prop bets too <laughs> i like it i like it we should have come up with like little kid prop bets like something about the puppy bowl oh that's true maybe we can do that on online or like on twitter or something okay. and get the Sounds kids good. involved yeah all right. all right all right well good activity i'm proud of you that was fun thank you all right let's hope for a good week in hoops and we'll be back in a in a couple of weeks to find out how i did on my prop bets <laughs> Awesome. Go Cyclones. Go State.